0: Welcome to F1's Starter Pack. My name is Grace, and I'll be guiding you throughout the basics of this amazing motorsport. Let's start off with the concept of F1. What is Formula 1? Formula 1 is one of the many worldwide international motorsport that travel around the world to attend different Grand Prix. Each Grand Prix has its own track where the cars race and those are called circuits. Formula 1 starts in March and ends in December and there are races each one or two weeks. There is usually a summer break in August and a winter break from the end of December till the beginning of February. Now let's move on to how race weekends work. They start on Thursday with Thursday interviews, where drivers get divided in groups of five to be asked different press conference questions by many F1 media. Then on Friday, we've got FP1, which is Free Practice 1, where the drivers are allowed 60 minutes on track to try out different tires, pit stops, um, race laps and fastest laps. Then there's also FP2 later on, which is free practice two, which is the same thing. Again, 60 minutes of practicing around the track. Next up, we have Saturday with the FP3, which is free practice three. That is the exact same thing as Friday, 60 minutes. After that, Later on, there is qualifications, but as us F1 fans like to call, quali. Quali is where the drivers try to set some fast laps to set the grid on Sunday's race. Quali is also divided in three, so Q1, Q2, and Q3. It starts off with Q1. It is about 15 minutes where the drivers are on track and they try to set fast laps so they can pass on over to Q2. Only the top 15 drivers can pass. Once those 15 top 15 drivers pass to Q2, Q2 starts, and the top 10 drivers of Q2 can pass to Q3. Once Q3 is officially started, the top 10 drivers battle on track to get the fastest lap out of those 15 minutes to set the official grid for the next day, which is the race. And the fastest driver, so the driver that sets the fastest lap in the less amount of time, is uh, called pole position. Pole position is when you start at the first position on the race. So, when you said the fastest lap. Last but not least, there is Sunday's race. So, the race starts off with the ceremony, where they sing the national anthem of whatever country the Grand Prix is at. And then, the race starts. Moving on, let's talk a bit about the race. So before the actual start of the race, there is something called a formation lap, where all of the drivers are allowed one lap to warm up the tires, and then they go back to the starting line. They line up in pairs of two, so 10 rows, pairs of two, so two times 10, 20, There was a total of 20 cars on the starting line, uh, one after another, depending on the position that they set on qualifications. And then there are five lights. When those five lights go on and then they go off, it is lights off and away we go. And it is the start of the race. Each race has a total of between 50 and 80 laps, depending on the length of the circuit, where the drivers can overtake in turns or in straights, depending on their personal driving style very important thing in F1 is the strategy. The strategy is one of the most important features of a race. So a good or a bad strategy is crucial for a team's future. So either if they win or if they lose, it is also very due to the strategy and a good pit stop timing, when to pit, and of course, what tires to pit. Speaking of tires, there are five types. There is the wet, which is typically used when it's raining and when the track is wet. There's inters or intermediates, that is used when the track is wet but it's still not raining. So either it already rained and the track is wet or there are possibilities of rain. There are softs that last less, so about 15 laps, but uh, they are very fast. Then there are mediums, that last about 20 or 25 laps, and they have a medium pace. And there's hards, that last from 30 to 35 laps, so pretty long, but they are slightly slower than the previous tires. So, when the race starts, each driver has a certain tire. Then during the race, the team can pick between different pit stop strategies and they could either try an overcut or undercut their rival. An overcut is when a driver pit stops after their rival. And on the other side is an undercut, which is exactly the opposite. So they pit before their rival to catch up with them once they've pitted. During the race, there can also be different flags. I'm only going to name the important ones because there are too many to list. There is the yellow flag, which is one of the most important flags, that is used in case of an accident or crash on track. Once the yellow flag is shown, there are two possibilities. Either there is some small debris or excess on the track, so there is a virtual safety car, which is when the cars are signaled to reduce their speed and to keep the same distance between them, So that is just for a small accident, so not a very big deal. And then on the other side, there is a actual safety car, which is when there is an accident or crash on track, and they need to remove the car off the track. So the cars need to group up together behind the safety car until the process is finished. Once they've done, the safety car goes back to the pits and the leader of the race has a few turns to restart the race. The race can restart once a very important flag is shown. The flag is called the green flag which is uh, basically a flag that shows that it is okay to race on track. If a very big crash happens at any time of the race or even if it's just quali or any of the free practices, uh, the marshals signal a red flag. A red flag signals to stop the race. So the drivers go back to the pits and they stop till they give the green flag to resume the race. But they could also get out of the car, change tires because the race has stopped, temporarily stopped so they can remove the car off-track, help maybe the driver that is either in trouble or that needs assistance. Lastly, one of the most famous flags is the checkered flag. The checkered flag is waved once the drivers cross the finish line at the end of the race. Um, Once the checkered flag is waved, there is a board with the points of each driver. Only the top 10 driver get points. So for the P1, it's 25 points. For P2, it's 18 points. For P3, uh, there is 15 points, and it goes on till 10 to P10. Um, there is also two other possible positions that you can get, which is either DNS or DNF. DNS stands for did not start, so if there was an engine problem or the driver felt sick, so he couldn't start the race, it is called a DNS, did not start. Or you could also be a DNF, which stands for did not finish, so the driver either had a crash or an engine problem and he could not finish the race, so he is settled for position DNF. There will also be awarded a plus one point for the driver with the fastest lap of the race. So during all of the laps, um, drivers can try to get the fastest laps to add that little uh, extra point to their finish points, but only the top 10 drivers are awarded the plus one. So for example, if you finish P 13th and you do the fastest lap, You are awarded the honor of the fastest lap, but you do not get the extra point. Moving on, I would like to explain a bit how the WDC works, the championship works, a bit about the teams and the drivers. So, of course, there are a number of races in a season. There are usually about 20 or 20 till about 25 maximum. Um, each race of the season gives points to drivers when they race, depending on the position at the end. Those points add up to the WDC, that stands for the World Driver Championship. So each driver's try to be a world champion by summing the points of each race, and of course, winning helps a lot. Then there is also the WCC, which is the World Constructor Championship, that each team, of course, has their two drivers. And some of the points of those two drivers are the points that they have for the Constructor Championship. And at the end of the year, the team with the most points is crowned Constructor Championship, so World Constructor Champion um the structure of the team well of course you know by now that each team has two drivers plus there are some mechanics some strategists some pit a pit crew to change tires then there is the boss which is called the team principal that makes the uh, the main decisions of the team for the team then each driver also has their little personal team with their performance engineer um, that checks up their car and changes little details of their car to adapt for each driver. Then they also have a physio to keep them healthy and a PR manager, which is public relationship just for the interviews and everything, press conferences. On the grid right now, there are 10 teams, so a total of 10 teams, which are the very popular Italian team, Ferrari. Then there is Red Bull, Mercedes, Aston Martin, the American team, Haas. There's also Williams, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tari. There's the Alpine. Um, there's also the McLaren. And uh, many of those teams are also world constructor champions. They're also, some of their drivers are world driver champions, such as Sebastian Vettel or Lewis Hamilton, or the famous Spanish driver, Fernando Alonso. The 2022 season is now finished. So a lot of the F1 fans and all the F1 fan base is waiting for the 2023 season that will start in March. There's been a lot of changes of drivers to other teams. There's been many new drivers coming from Formula 2, and um, who knows, maybe they'll become young talents. The F1 fandom is also very happy that um, Formula 1 has published the 2023 race calendar recently and that it includes Grand Prix to Monaco, China, Singapore, Spain, Azerbaijan, Australia, the Netherlands. There are two Grand Prix in Italy, one in Imola, another one in Monza, Qatar, Belgium, Abu Dhabi, Canada, Las Vegas, Saudi Arabia, Japan, Miami, Texas, Brazil, Mexico, Hungary, Great Britain, Bahrain, and Austria, with a total of twenty-four races. That is a lot. Um, Lastly, I would have liked to talk about uh, FIA and penalties, and how the race directors manage all of that, all those race codes, um, and any type of track limits, but I guess it's for another time, so I'm going to directly jump to... Unmasking some fake opinions that non-F1 viewers make about the concept of F1, which aren't exactly true. For example, the typical F1 is easy. Any person can drive an F1 car. Well, it is not exactly that way. F1 requires a physical effort, effort from each and every driver they have trainings and diets um, very specific diets especially because after each race they lose a lot of weight due to the fact that they're going at about 300 kilometers per hour so that is really really fast they lose a lot of weight that's why after each race there is always a weight check that they do they also need to train, especially the neck is one of the most important parts of the body that need to train because in the turns, there is a force called a fo- the force G that pushes them the opposite way of where they're turning. So their neck is pushed by an opposite force that it could be of one g of two G's, of three G's, um, one of the biggest crashes that we had in F1 was of 8 G's, and uh, the driver got a massive headache, but thanks to uh, neck training, it did not hurt as much. So, Formula 1 is not that easy, it is also, it is a very passionate sport, very hard, passionate sport, they risk their life less now, thanks to improvements in technology, but it is still a very risky, dangerous, and a lot of physical effort from the drivers in the sport. In the end, Formula One is a very passionate and interesting sport, and I would encourage anyone to just try it maybe for a season or maybe just a race because it is full of exciting races and it is really just a pleasure to watch so I would encourage anybody to just try it um thank you very much for listening to this podcast I hope this helped to um as I said encourage you to try F1 um thank you so much and bye